Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Commuting Gamer Podcast, a podcast for people who always have games on the brain. Whether you're in a car, train, or plane, we got your commute covered for the next half hour. So with that, on to game news, views, and tunes. Joining us today on the podcast is the lovely Ben Feldman. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing all right. Uh, So... Our last guest was uh, Joseph, uh, who was also somebody who had requested to be on the podcast, um, and so had you. So um, it's lovely to have you on. Happy I could finally get a time scheduled. Um, Thank you. And I guess we'll just kick this off with what kind of stuff have you been playing? What kind of games are you into? Uh, I want this to be too disorganized of a podcast episode. <laughs> um but uh i haven't played like a console game in maybe four years Mm. um and i don't really play a lot of apps either i'm playing a lot of scrabble go okay um and uh i played the batman arkham games okay a while back i love the batman arkham games yeah, um, I play Guitar Hero from time to time, which okay. I'm very bad at. Um, I play Rock Band. So definitely like a rhythm, rhythm like uh, rhythm genre kind of thing. What's your um, what's your instrument main? Do you do guitar, bass, drums? I uh, I sing. Oh, you sing? Okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the one that I I did not do that much when when those were um those were big so then what what's which um guitar hero or rock band was your favorite then i guess if you're singing it's the one that's that's any later than world tour but yeah what what game's yeah. your favorite out of that <laughs> uh i like the one with just dance by lady gaga on it um and i basically just do that song Okay. I think the <laughs> Tar Hero Three was always my favorite of that series, um, but World Tour was fun because it added like with the added instruments. Although I never really utilized them as much, I was always more of a guitar person. Um, do you have any ideas for video games? I have tried. And and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the on the podcast. I might have in the very first episode. I have wanted to make a video game for pretty much my entire life. <laughs> like I might have gone into film and television, but like video games and video game like game design are like the first thing I ever got into. And when I was a kid I had a whole bunch of random ideas. Most of them were just rip offs of existing games that I had already played. But um, in the recent years, I've tried a couple of different times to make video games, but the biggest issue is that um, I need to learn how to code or I need to find a programmer that's willing to work for cheap or nothing, (laughs) which is almost unfair to any programmer. So um, I keep getting halted past the creative stage. I can I can make like the level design. I can I can make the concept and everything. But then when it comes to actually putting it into a, a programming language, uh, <laughs> I just haven't taken the time to um, sit down and learn it yet. What about you? Um, 
There are some movies I want to turn into games. Ooh, okay. I like that concept. What kind of movies are we talking? Uh, like Eraserhead or something. Okay. That could play a really good, like, psychological horror game. Like, something like a PT kind of thing. Yeah. Um... What do you think are some of the best movie-to-game adaptations? Movie-to-game adaptations. Um, I heard that Vertigo one they did a few years ago was pretty good. Um, I didn't get a chance to pick it up, but I did watch some gameplay of it, and, and I had been following like the trailers and stuff, and I really enjoyed what I did see of that. And I liked the original movie a lot. But then like movie tie-in games are something that just I feel like... <laughs> have not reached any kind of peak yet and I think it'd be really fun to see what a movie tie-in game in the modern age could look like because I know there's been some standouts like um I remember playing Scarface on the PS2 with my dad like years ago and that was essentially like a GTA clone nice oh I played a lot of GTA oh yeah Everybody has. Yeah. GTA is one of those franchises that, like, everybody's had at least some experience with. <laughs> yeah. They could make a good movie out of that. I'm actually kind of shocked that they haven't attempted to make a Grand Theft Auto movie yet. Because, like, with, with all these new video game tie-in movies coming out, I'm kind of shocked that that one hasn't come up yet. I know for a while, there was like, a, I don't know if it happened, there was a movie in development where um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe was going to play the head of Rockstar. Oh, interesting. In a movie. Um, which, that guy is also very interesting. Mm. Um, did you see uh, the, the Mario movie? I did, and I remember we briefly talked about this the last time we saw each other. We have very differing oh. opinions on it. <laughs> okay. I absolutely adored it. I don't think they could have done any better with what they were given, and I think that it was a per it was a perfect adaptation of Mario. I think you give me a you give me a month, pay for my rent, I can make a better movie. You think so? Yeah. What kind of stuff would you have done different? I'm very curious. Uh, I would have done something... I mean, I think the key word is different. Um, I didn't... It's weird because usually... I should say I have a bias against the Illumination movies in general. That's fair. Um, I don't like any of them. But this one was, like, unique in the sense that it was so by-the-numbers and predictable... Mm -hmm. to the point this is also you know film is subjective i'm uh the movie made a billion dollars um so clearly enough people liked it but um i found the story so predictable and so by the numbers to the point where i found it boring which for the other illumination movies i found the characters more annoying and like insufferable Mm. Um, where I don't think the casting was that bad in the Mario movie and they're just playing the characters from the game so they're already designed to not be like horribly annoying Yeah. 
it was it was more just you know they're saying that they've already started implementing ai into screenwriting and i would 100 percent like not be shocked if that whole movie was written by ai i mean yeah me either but to a certain extent like this is mario we're talking about <laughs> Uh, That's true. They they've had this exact same storylines and scenarios for forty years now. <laughs> like yeah. you could put them in space, you could put them in um, a, like dinosaur land or Sarasa land or whatever. But he's still just rescuing a princess at a castle held by some giant turtle. So I actually would argue that they did pretty well stretching out such a s- stupidly basic storyline concept to the hour and a half. Although I will completely agree with you that I have. I had no faith in the fact that it was Illumination because I've hated most of Illumination's other work. Yeah. I will say it's probably the best thing they've done. Oh, I, I definitely agree. I 100% yeah. agree. And I think that had a lot to do with Nintendo um, having a big influence on it. What other uh, video game movies would you want to see? So it's, it's actually funny you asked this question, and I'm glad that this is the, the topic of today's podcast, because um, I... Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Well, so, yeah, we are both filmmakers me. by trade, <laughs> I get Yeah, th- so that does make sense. Um, but my recent hyperfixation has been video game adaptations. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I've, I've, been, I've been scouring used bookstores and, like, thrift stores and stuff, and, and I've been buying up a bunch of those, like, really crappy video game adaptations from the early 2000s. Uh, there's a couple that are in development that I think could be interesting. I don't really like the casting choices, but I am excited for the Borderlands movie, which is supp- I am definitely supposedly next year now. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in it because um, uh, Eli Roth is directing it, and I mean he's made mainly pretty bad movies but mm. all of them are at, le- at least really interesting in a way yeah um and really extreme um and i think a lot of the casting is bad but um it's at least i think interesting is a keyword yeah um, I, i'd say I interesting rather, is the best way to put it yeah i'd rather see something bad and interesting than something mediocre and like I mean, just its production cycle alone is interesting, because they filmed this back in 2019, I think. And it disappeared, and now is just randomly coming back with a release date of next summer. So, yeah. <laughs> clearly something went horrendously wrong in between there. Definitely. And now I'm curious, like, post-release, if they'll talk about it, or if, it's, if it'll all be under NDA. Um, well, I mean... Right now, the strikes are going on, so... Yeah. Nobody, nobody's talking about nothing. No, I, I said post-release. Oh, like, right. When the movie does yeah. release, I wonder if they'll talk about the fact that it took five years from film to... Uh, from the filming of it to release it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, feel, I feel like a Red Dead Redemption movie could be good. I think a Red Dead Redemption movie could be good, but I think the biggest problem with something like Red Dead is that the story has the exact opposite issue of Mario where the story is almost too big of a scope. I feel like Red Dead would work better as a TV show because then you could do like you you could give the storyline the, the space that it needs. 
and like flesh out the world rather than having to try and conform it to like a three hour maximum movie because like it's a 150 hour some odd game um and even just the story alone is only is like 80 hours so i think it would work better as a tv show actually what i'd be more interested in uh is an undead nightmare um okay yeah that would be rad I'd be all yeah. for the Undead Nightmare mode as a movie. Um, I know they've been talking about that Gears of War TV show on Netflix for a while. Um, and I think that could be really interesting, especially if it does end up being Dave Bautista as Marcus Phoenix. Because I think he'll work really well in that. He's I just, a great actor. I just don't know what they would do, really, for a Gears TV show. Like... I think Gears of War would fit better as a movie because the the storyline is very small scope <laughs> that could fit comfortably in a two hour runtime rather than a ten episode forty minute an episode season. Did you watch um, the Last of Us show? I did. I adored the Last of Us. I think Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey really knocked it out of the park. Which is funny because when they were both announced, I was like, oh well, all right. I was like, Pedro Pascal, sure, whatever. Bella Ramsey, I was like, wow, you don't really look like Ellie that much. And then when the actual show started, wow. <laughs> they they blew yeah. it out of the water. And I was so happy that they did. Because The Last of Us is one of my favorite games, like many others. Um, and I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised with how the, the show turned out. Yeah, I like the game a lot. Um, I need to finish the show yeah the show I think did a really good job um, and I know they talked about doing this because part two hadn't been planned when part one was being made there's not really a lot of integration of elements from part two in the first game but now that they were afforded the idea of knowing that both games existed in the tv show they did a much better job integrating elements from season from part two into the season to make the two games almost flow together better and i I think that was a great addition to the franchise and i'm happy that they took the time to pay attention to that kind of detail do you play a lot of board games uh i mean here and there um my girlfriend and i really like monopoly and uno um i think they're planning on making a Monopoly movie. I definitely saw Uno. I don't know if I saw Monopoly, but... Oh, dear Lord, I don't know what you would even remotely do for either one of those films. I guess I could see Monopoly, because, like, it could be just a guy that gets, like, ridiculously rich and, like, takes over a town of property or whatever, but what do you do for an Uno movie? Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) I think... They should do something really experimental. They should get, like, a really weird filmmaker. Honestly, I would be super down for that. I want them to do, like, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but now it's you, Uno. Have, have you seen uh, Starship Troopers? I have. Yeah, I love that movie. I feel like they could do something like that for a Monopoly movie, where... Um, Starship Troopers is this, like, really, like, this huge satire, like... Mm-hmm. Of the sci-fi genre, yeah. Uh, well, and of fascism. Yeah. 
and uh, Monopoly, or it could be a really satirical look at like the perks of capitalism, but it's actually like negative. It's almost like the Wolf of Wall Street. They could make a Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing, but make it even more ridiculous. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street for children. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street for children. There you go. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Babies first. Uh, stock trade. Um, but yeah the i think it's really interesting that everybody saw like sonic the hedgehog do well in theaters and then we're like hey let's adapt every single thing in existence i saw i only saw sonic 2 um and it actually wasn't that bad i love the sonic movies they really surprised me. I was like, kind of surprised. Yeah. yeah. Especially, I liked the second one a lot, because the second one really, like, took more elements from the games and ran with them. Like, the first one was relatively safe, and I think they did that on purpose, because they wanted to, like, test the waters with with audiences. But then the second one went, like, full in on the games, and I was very happy with that. And I love Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. He's the only person, I think, Fit with Dr. Robotnik. Not Danny DeVito? I mean, maybe Danny DeVito, but I still feel like the Jim Carrey's like expressions and and um flamboyant movement and nature really fits yeah. uh the, the version of Dr. Robotnik they were trying to adapt. If they were doing a Dr. Eggman closer to like the car- the original cartoons than I think Danny DeVito would be better. But if you're trying to do like a, a the video game version of him like they were, I think Jim Carrey fits the role much better. Do you think it's kind of crazy they've never made like a Madden movie or any I mean, let's no be real, they, they kind of so have really. they kind of have like if you want to consider like um pretty much any sports movie. <laughs> Uh, could technically true. be yeah. an ad- adaptation of of a sports game, but I also think that they that would be a nightmare for licensing. Imagine having to like get all of these star athletes that want like fifteen million dollars a piece kind of thing onto camera to do a movie. <laughs> That's like, true. I am shocked though that they haven't even attempted it. Um, because that definitely seems like something EA would do. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, just to definitely. get more money. Um, I think what I'm most interested to see from pretty much any of those kind of like EA or Ubisoft is um, not necessarily in film. Did you hear that Ubisoft has a theme park in Malaysia opening? <laughs> no. With like rides and stuff based on like Assassin's Creed and the Rabbids and and everything like that. I, I'm very curious to see video games come out in a different form like that again with, like, theme park rides. Because I thought... I always thought, like, Sony or, or Nintendo could open a really good theme park, and now Nintendo has with Universal, which I definitely want to go see. But Ubisoft has one opening in Malaysia that I'm now kind of curious to see if I could go visit. Um, it's interesting that... Um there aren't any World of Warcraft rides. There might be. 
Uh, that would be Activision. Though, yeah. It, um, or Blizzard. Yeah. yeah, Blizzard. But, yeah, you're actually... You're right. I, I feel like a World of Warcraft experience of some form would work really well. Um, even if it was, like, a full park. Like, they could do, like, almost a Renaissance Fair. But it's World of Warcraft. And I think that'd be really fun. Did you see that movie? I did. And I actually enjoyed it, but I think it was because I know nothing about the world of World of Warcraft. <laughs> um, and so I was viewing it just as, like, a, a basic fantasy movie and not as an adaptation. And as a basic fantasy movie, it was really good. Um... I'm sure as a Warcraft fan, I wouldn't have liked it as much. Yeah. I... I was kind of in the inverse mode. Where, like, I didn't understand Warcraft beforehand, and that kind of made me lose interest in the movie mm. somehow. No, I, I get that, too. I think it's just... Like, it's a it's a matter of, like, preferences, I guess, and or, like, expectations, I suppose. Um, but I saw that in theaters and, and enjoyed it a good amount. Now I own it on Blu-ray because I found it for like, I think a dollar fifty or something back when Newberry Comics oh, was nice. Yeah, back when Newberry Comics was still selling used media. Oh, uh, I gotta shout that out real quick. Uh, I'm gonna. Is it okay if I diss Newberry Comics on the podcast? Yeah, of course. <laughs> that might get that might get you some good traction. Um, <laughs> all right, Newberry Comics, you gotta bring blu-rays and shit back it's that why else would anyone go to your store like for overpriced t-shirts let's be real i mean yeah i agreed that statement once they stopped um selling like video games and movies and stuff as their as their primary i stopped going <laughs> like routinely yeah uh i worked at newberry comics during the um the the fall of that like when those when the dvds were going away and the the funko pops had taken over three-fourths of the store <laughs> yeah it's crazy in the month that i worked at newberry comics i watched the funko pops go from a single table in the center of the store to the entire back wall of the store funko pops are fucking crazy i i like certain pops i do collect ones of like characters that i i truly care about mostly video game ones but i don't really like funko's business practices the most <laughs> yeah i i mean i bought a few but like there are people with thousands oh yeah so. i can't i can't even imagine being one of those people that has like two thousand funko pops like what do you even it, it i think they they fail to realize the funko pops are just going to be the next beanie baby like the, I mean, they've been around for a while now. Yeah, but I feel like the market's bound to crash in a year or two. In terms, or like not maybe a year or two, maybe a little longer. But in terms of the secondhand market of everything being worth a ton of money, it's all going to come crashing down at some point or another. Did you ever play um, Magic or like Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon or anything? I I played a lot of Pokemon um, when I was a kid and. The biggest problem that I kept running into is I knew how to play the game, but none of my other friends did, so I never really had anybody to play with. <laughs> um, yeah. But I I did at one point know how to play both Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh, but those those two arts are lost to time with me. Um, I love them all 
as like concepts and I still like collecting the cards here and there because they're just fun to look at but I was never invested enough to go like try and get into tournaments or like go to like local game nights although the apartment that I just moved into um, is right next door to a uh, used game store that also has a, a card like a, a playing card area where they do like magic and warhammer and pokemon and stuff like that so maybe maybe now's the time for me to get back into it uh there was a video recently of some guy who just like randomly found a magic the gathering card that's worth like two million dollars good lord yeah he's just like he's trying to hold it like he's shaking violently (laughs) he's, he's so excited yeah, I sold a whole bunch of my Pokemon cards not too long ago to a used game store, and I got about 300 bucks off of it. Um, nice. Which was pretty good. I ended up buying a Super Nintendo off that. <laughs> wow. Um, and a couple of games, which was, I think, a good investment, considering those Pokemon cards had been sitting in my closet for 15 years. Did you play Smash Bros? Ca- very casually. Um and not very regularly it's one of those things like if somebody um is like hey let's play smash i'm all for it but i'm not usually the person that's like hey we should play smash (laughs) Um, yeah what's your what's your main uh cloud okay i like cloud i always like the final fantasy characters uh my main is link (laughs) the like regular vanilla link and it's mostly due to his his one move where he like sends the grappling hook out and you can pull the person towards you and like beat them with the back end of your sword <laughs> cuz it it's constantly the thing that annoys the people I'm playing with and that's that's I'm an agent of chaos when it comes to that I would much rather enjoy watching the people I'm playing with get annoyed at me repeating the same move over and over again than actually try to win did you ever play Papa's Pizzeria? Oh, I played all the Papa's games. <laughs> I played all of I, those. I lived on Cool Math Games for my entire elementary school and middle school career. And, you know, arguably a lot of my college career, too. <laughs> um, although, once I graduated, once I was in college, I, I uh, moved to run, primarily. Like, I played a lot of the run yes. games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, I played a lot of the Papa's games, and then one of my favorites was always Lemonade Stand. It's the one where you have to like manage your inventory and money to try yeah. and make a successful lemonade stand. I feel like now that I've worked in the like food industry, I can't play those games anymore. So it's like PTSD. That's fair. Yeah, I I have made it a mission to not work in the food industry. Like I've worked retail for the grand majority of my working career. Nice. I could never work in food service. <laughs> I can do anything. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like I feasibly could. I just don't want to. <laughs> no, I, I'm just, I'm just joshing. Yeah. Um, I would love to yeah, work in video I, games. I feel like I would write good video game dialogue because it's always so heightened and crazy. Yeah, I feel like your writing style would work really well in, in, like, a Skyrim kind of thing. Yeah. Like, one of those big fantasy RPGs. A Portal movie would be very good. I know a Portal movie is 
is one of those things that they um, keep talking about, but you know how how much Valve like is dra- drags their feet with pretty much everything. Gaben. Hmm. They should make Gabe Newell. Oh, Gabe. Yeah. They should make a movie just about him. There was, wasn't there? I swear there was like a documentary or something a few years back about his like rise and fall into gaming. Oh. Okay. I have no idea. There, there might have not have been, and I might have just watched like a YouTube video. But I feel like the line between actual like Hollywood documentaries and YouTube documentarian is the line is getting thinner and thinner. <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially with people like the Funk Plan. With the who would you cast? as Gabe Newell oh that's a good question actually I'm not sure who would you Chris Pratt (laughs) 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 I'm sure he would absolutely love to gain all that weight back yeah Yeah, that he lost for (laughs) Star-Lord yeah alright well on that lovely note we're just about out of time so (laughs) Uh, ben, thank you very much uh, for being here on the podcast with me. And uh, for our, our listeners out there, if you've made it to your destination, I hope you made it there safe. If you're still on your commute, why not check out another one of our episodes? We've got plenty to go. Uh, otherwise, follow us on Instagram at Commuting Gamer Pod, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. <laughs>